Hey guys. Hey. So we aren't doing a video this week. We were going to, but then we get a better opportunity. So we're doing a video in about what? Two months? Two and a half months? Yeah. Yeah, the end of July. Three days. So that's going to be, I can't wait to do it. Yeah, I can't wait either. (laughs) (laughs) It's a big opportunity. I think it's going to be fun. So this week we are doing a paranormal episode. We haven't done one in quite some time. I actually don't even remember our last paranormal episode. It's been that long. But these are user-submitted, so I'll be saying the first name, but I'm going to leave out the last name just for privacy reasons. And it's all going to be about haunted care facilities and hospitals. Um, like I said, I can read, I've got like 19 mini-stories. Uh, and if you wanted to look up some, you can. You don't have to. But I thought this would be an interesting topic. Before we do that, any small talk? Um, not really. I've I just got up from a nap, so. Oh my god, same. I just like I don't know. I worked half day and then had a doctor's appointment when I came home I'm like yeah I need a nap <laughs> yeah but we did that, I mean I haven't been doing much other than working yeah so. we did all our small talk yesterday yeah when my mic decided it was finished so we're technically re-recording yeah, so, not much small talk. <laughs> At least we didn't get too far into the episode. Yeah, I think it was only uh, nine yeah. minutes. So, so we're yeah. we're okay. Anyway, um, all right. Our first one is submitted by Samantha. She says, "I had a TBI patient tell me." to hand him that knife. I said, I don't have a knife. He responded with, not you, the man behind you. At like 2.30 in the morning, and we were completely alone. I thought my heart was going to fall out for a minute. I don't think I've ever turned around... I don't think I've ever turned around so quickly before in my life. Yeah, that's pretty creepy. (laughs) Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. I think that's one of the reasons why... I could never be in a hospital because I just know for a fact they're haunted. So many people die in them. They get a morgue in oh, the yeah. basement. Like, and if you don't think about that going to the hospital, it's good for you. But all I can think of is like there's dead people in the basement. So not that anybody killed them, but it's creepy. It is. This one. <laughs> this one comes from Maria. I worked at a rehab facility. During a snowstorm, I packed a bag and slept in a private room in a closed unit. This was during one of This was during the first onset of COVID. I was sleeping and I heard a little girl's voice say, "I don't know how to tell you, but I know it's time for you to get up." 20 minutes before I was supposed to start my shift. I looked in the closet, under the bed, etc. I thought I was dreaming. The nursing supervisor came in to check our unit. I explained to her what happened, and she stated that I was sleeping in the unit that was once the children's ward. I never slept in the facility ever again. Hmm. Oh, going backwards. My bad. Um, the Sherry says, 
I used to live or I used to have a lady that would always say there were multiple children hiding in her room and under her bed. She always said she always thought there was someone standing in the field watching her through the window. It always used to freak me out. I can imagine. Like most of the time, the older people, I, I, I tend to believe what they see a little more. Because for some reason, the extremely old and the very young are more susceptible to seeing things than we are. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm not sure. So I feel like it's because children are... They're just, like, so open at that age because, like... You know, they, they just haven't gotten a chance to, I guess, in a way, like, get hard from life yet. You know what I mean? Um, so, and, like, also, you're, there's actually, like, some actual studies about it, too. But something about, like, yeah. the actual chemicals in your brain when you're that age. Because also things look more vivid to you uh, compared to, mm -hmm. like, when you're middle age. And, and I'm not sounding mean or offensive in any way when I say this, but when it comes to the elderly, they're just closer to that realm of, yeah. you know, dying, unfortunately. Uh, so I think they're just more sensitive because of that. I kind of feel like maybe it's one of those young kids can see it because they haven't been told they're not supposed to be seeing yeah. it. So they can't, like, write it off as something else. Yeah. And I think that the older they get, the closer they get to death, they're also like, hey, I know it's there because I can yeah. see it, you know? All right. This one comes from Ashley. This one isn't a scary one, but it's kind of funny. I was with my overnight client the other night, and she was in the living room, and I was in the kitchen. I heard her say, what is that standing there? I heard her, When I heard her say that, my heart dropped out of my ass. I went in there to see that it was just her birthday balloons tied to her walker. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah. I have to write this down because I don't want to. I'll forget it by the time I'm, you're done. Hold on. Because I have to tell you my situation. Like, because you know, like how I've worked in the medical field for like 10 years. So I got, I got, I got at least one story that's. I was going to say, you should have some stories. <laughs> but continue. <laughs> All right. This one is from Jerry. This one was kind of creepy, actually. One of my residents was afraid of me. She said I looked like the lady her father got rid of when she was a little girl. My great grandma's twin sister was a housekeeper who disappeared one day and never came home. Oh. Yeah. I thought that one was a little creepy. This is from Zandria. I had a resident that was a little old lady corner me while I was getting something out of her closet and ask me if I knew what the pain felt like when I had to die. Well, that's okay. Mm -hmm. This is a very long one. It's not very long. Um, unfortunately, when I took the screenshots, I accidentally cut you out of it. I think your name is Glory. I apologize if it isn't. And... I can't find the post that I was on to, like, get all these. Anyway, it says, okay, story time. So I used to work in an old-ass old folks' home, and apparently a fire ran through it, killing children and women when it used to be a regular hospital. Oh. A couple years later, the hospital was reopened and remodeled. But at night, when the lights would go off, there would be a lot of weird noises, and you could hear children laughing. The weird part is, 
there were no kids in this place. And there's people over the age of 45 with mental illness. I remember this job in particular because I quit the very next day. This place had a morgue attached to it. It, was always, it always creeped me out, but not so much as the day that I had to go clean out the laundry room, which was right adjacent from the morgue. They had warned me not to close the doors, but I accidentally closed it when I was doing laundry. I felt hot breath behind me and heard a growl. I tried to run, but they locked me in with the patients until 7 a.m. When I came back, when they came back, I ran out of the door. I didn't even give my two weeks notice. I left and never went back. The worst part is, by the time I had raced home, I noticed three long scratch marks on my back, and I didn't even realize I had been scratched. Oh. Yeah. Well. No, thank you. No. <laughs> I'm good. Can you imagine ghost hunting in a nursing home? No. Definitely not. This is from Abby. I had a resident I was putting to bed, deeply schizophrenic and mentally disabled, that had asked who was in the room with me. He said he was a plumber. He was the plumber. I ignored it because she said stuff like that all the time mm. and went to wash my hands. I looked up and reflected in the mirror right behind my shoulder was a completely white face with hollowed black eyes. I swear I almost pooped myself. Wait. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking creepy. Mm-hmm. This one is from Caitlin. I had a call light go off in my aunt's room once. She was one of the residents. I go to turn it off, and it was a huge double room with, for two patients, but she had no roommate. She's bedridden, and she can't walk. When I went in, it was the call light from across the room. I asked what she had needed. She said nothing, and that it wasn't her who hit the light. It was her nephew. Oh. Sure enough. It wasn't her call light. I don't know about it being her nephew, but it was definitely someone or something. This one is from Selena. Oftentimes, haunted things happen more than I want to admit. One time, I was taking a resident to use the bathroom. I had her seated, and I was bent over fixing her underwear or something. I can't remember. She said... Who's that man back there? I turned white as a, a sheet, I'm sure. I was scared to turn around, but she kept insisting and pointing, saying there's a man in the, sh in the shower behind us. I finally got the balls to turn around, and the shower was empty. I hurried her up and got out of there. I don't know if it was the Alzheimer's or a ghost. Another time, we were doing our evening rounds and finished at the nurse's station. A group of us were standing there, when all of a sudden, an old-school radio turn knob with a turn knob turned itself on and started playing old-school music for a bit, then turned itself off. This one is from Burnett. Okay, here's my story. I worked at a long term. Why can't I not talk today? I worked at a long-term care facility when I first started working in healthcare. I'm coming down a hallway and I pass a mirror. In the mirror, I see a ghost-like woman walking down the hallway in a nightgown headed toward one of the exits. I'm like, cool, no big deal. It's late and I'm tired. Two minutes later, a woman comes out of one of the rooms and says, Mama just died. I'm like, okay. Again, this is normal at an LTC. So I grab my things to go check her vitals and whatnot and pronounce her dead. And I kid you not, this was the same woman I had seen in the mirror exiting the hallway. Nightgown and all. This is from Patty. I volunteered to wash hair at a nursing home when I was 13. There was a Sicilian patient 
that was speaking another language. But she told me in English, you look just like my baby. They took my baby and started to cry. I was afraid to go back around to her, but somehow I ended up having to do her nail polish. She grabbed me with a tight grip and started speaking another language and wouldn't let me go. It took two CNAs to loosen her grip. Yep, pointing behind me saying, don't take my baby, but no one was there. That's so that is really sad. That is really sad. And me, I would have done more research like, hmm. I went into one of our residents' rooms once to check on her because she was talking. She's not even capable of getting in and out of her wheelchair alone. I walked in, and she was in her chair by her bed having a full-on conversation with someone. When I asked her what she was doing out of bed, she pointed to the rocking chair across the room and said, Mama, and I kid you not, the chair was rocking on its own. Yeah, well, I think Mama's there. Well, Mama can stay there. I'm leaving. <laughs> this is from Natasha. I work in residential and I've seen dark shadows go through walls where a lamp was in the house. It went slow as if it purposely wanted me to see. Come to find out, a lady had died in the house and the staff always felt that the spirit was in there. I've seen the shadow before. The story was told to me. Apparently, there were other stories like this mentioned, but they kept it really hush because it was nothing, there was nothing the supervisor could do. My mother gave me some anointing oil and prayed over the Afterward, mm. I see nothing. Sure. Oh, boy. I don't know how to pronounce your name, honey. I had this critically ill patient in ICU. I was assessing her when she told me to open the door so that, quote, they, unquote, can come in. I turned my back and saw no one. I asked her who they were. And she told me that they were the crowd that had come to take her. I checked it off as hallucinations, but within a few minutes, she coded and died. I was so afraid of taking her down to the hospital work. I would be yeah. too. One, uh, this is from Sarah. I had one that spooked me badly. It was a man who asked me to get the kids out of his window. We were on the fourth floor. As they were driving him nuts, and he was sick of them playing in his bathroom. This man is completely immobile and was just stone-faced all the time. He never complained about anything else and was sharp as a tack. Just beyond, or he was just beyond annoyed with it. His bathroom call-up came on at least once every hour. I moved him to a different room and subsequently myself to a different floor. I'm not sure what happened after that. But as far as I know, nothing else went on. A lot of the old, like, nursing homes and stuff like that are, in fact, old hospitals from yeah. the 30s. So it's not a surprise that some of this stuff is happening. I know I would be absolutely peeved if a bunch of kids started messing with it. Like, I'm old and sick. Leave me alone. <laughs> this is from Dominique. I had a client who was in the early stage of Alzheimer's. Not being on any meds for it, he started declining rapidly. One day, he shouted there were spiders all over the bed, knowing full well I'm terrified. I shot out of the house and instantly started crying. And you know what? The old guy came out dying of laughter, talking about I never understood why you were scared of those harmless creatures. Sometimes the patients willingly fuck with you. Oh, my God. <laughs> this one's from Sandy. This one is very sweet. It's um, She says, my mom had passed away. Sorry for your loss. 
When I finally returned to work, I walked into a resident's room to take care of her. She had dementia and had no idea that my mother had passed. I was getting ready to walk away, and she said, Oh, yes, your mom stopped by today and wanted me to tell you that she loves you. I ran out of the room, bawling my eyes out, because my mom was in a medicated coma, and I so badly wanted her to hear her say she loved me one more time before she passed. It was so heavy on my heart, I didn't get it. I'll never forget that moment. It gave me so much peace and comfort. That's so sweet. It is. All right, that's the last one I have. One second here. Um, you're fine. Let me see here. Uh, so yeah, my story. So, like I said, I've worked, and I'm not really like consider this like paranormal. It's just really creepy. Like, very creepy. But it has, you know, stuff to do with medical stuff. Um, well, I mean, I don't know. I don't think it has anything to do with paranormal. But anyways, I used to take care of... I used to work home health. So, and of course, you know, you're just, you're just taking care of people that can't take care of themselves. Anyways, but it wasn't even my patient. It was actually a family member of the patient that also lived in the house. And they didn't have care. So just because, like, I was there taking care of the one person doesn't, like, I mean, I wasn't allowed to take care of the other person because they were not a patient. You know what I mean? Um, Nor most of the time did they ever display symptoms that they needed help with anything. You know what I mean? But anyways, and I think I sent you a picture of it uh, a few years ago. But uh, probably yeah. This one time I came in because I worked overnights there, and so I would work. Oh, I have like really bad hiccups right now. Um, I'd work like nine, ten in the evening, all the way until like you know afternoonish, like late morning to afternoon the next day um but anyway so you know obviously i came in the house late because of well it's late at night it's nine ten o'clock at night and here <clears throat> um usually lights are left on in the house by the way because usually they're like, everyone in the house was up, usually. By the time I got there, they were still up. They didn't even usually go to bed until an hour to almost two hours after I got there. Um, but anyways, that's one night I came in, and all the lights were turned off in the house, other than the foyer lamp that was, like, on a desk, you know? And everything was quiet. I was like, what the hell? Usually the TV is on. And, you know, again, usually they're up and there's usually lights on. And this is a big house, by the way. Like, a really big house. And I'm like, okay. You know, maybe they just decided to go to bed early. But here, all of a sudden, I look to the room to the left of me. And here there it's just something on the floor like sitting on the floor and that has a blanket completely draped over them and I'm like oh my god so like uh what what movie is that um Oh my god, what movie is it? Um, I think it has like Nicole Kidman in it. Oh, where's um, the others? I think the others. Is is that the one like where she grabs like she her daughter supposedly was supposed to be underneath a blanket? Yeah, like she or, walks like a in she... And she has like a candle and she walks into the room. And she's like talking to her, and yeah, it, she's sitting on the floor and just kind of rocking back and forward singing, and then yeah. the person stands up. And it's actually, like, a grown-ass adult underneath it. 
Yeah, that's pretty much the situation. Because uh, they didn't stand up, but they just like was under that blanket, and I'm like, I'm not even gonna, I'm not even going. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I know what happens. I am not going in that room. They can stay under that blanket. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna just gonna pretend like I don't even see this right now. <laughs> but it's like so. It was so scary going forward with that because, like, the family member would sit there and say that, like, that they would see, like, gray creatures in the house. And I'm like, okay. Okay, this is, like, some... Like, no, you don't. (laughs) No, you don't. Have you... Yeah, you've seen the visit, like, where the supposed grandparents are. And they, like... Like, you know, how they talk about, like, the one talks about seeing creatures and stuff. Yeah. I was like, I was like, why is there so many movies coming up right now? (laughs) All at the same time. No, you don't. And I'm just like. Like, no, I really don't. No, I was bad. You don't. Like. Like, I, it was bad because, like, I ended up having to, like, hide the knives and everything in the house because. Oh, yeah. Is that, the, is that the one you told me had sun dowsing? Sun, sun. Yeah. Dowsing? Yeah. It, it was scary. Oh. Uh, I, I mean, it was really sad, too, because, like, the one yeah. night I literally had to call, like, EMS um, because she, I mean, I ended up getting into the house. But yeah, it was just bad. And it was like so weird how fast it happened because when I first started working there for, the, again, my patient, um, she, like I said, the family member was very continent and stuff like that. Like there was no, like, I don't, I don't know. She was like sharp as attack. Like, and she got around real well and everything. And then, like, it, it was just weird how fast she declined. It was really sad. Mm-hmm. But it was also very scary. Because <laughs> uh, I definitely wasn't expecting that. Uh, especially most of the time I was alone when it happened. So it's just like... <sighs> But yeah, like the, like the scary, I guess, like paranormal part of it. And again, this, it, I don't know. But like, yeah, about the gray creatures. And like, she'd also yeah, say definitely. stuff like that. Like how there's, there'd be like a girl behind me. And I'm like, oh, no, there ain't. No, there ain't. <laughs> like, that yes, girl can walk herself like, out. Yes, there oh. is. And I'd be like, no, honey. No, there's not. <laughs> I'm telling you. And I'm saying it loud enough in case there is something behind me to let them know. You would need to move. <laughs> Yeah, like, turn around, there's a the door. Swinging. Yeah, there's a the door. You can start walking out right, mm-hmm. right the fuck now. <laughs> I'm just gonna turn around, and start swinging. It's on yeah. sight. It's on sight. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my god. Yeah, it was just. Oh, I'm trying to think of any other. Like I said, I ha- I don't really have like a lot of par like I don't really have any paranormal stuff when it comes to like. Um, well, to be fair, you did spend most of the time in a ambulance. ambulance. Yeah. So, but what is I wouldn't say exactly paranormal, but what is so eerie is that people know when they're gonna die. Uh huh. Like that's the one thing I learned on the ambulance is that. When someone says they're gonna die, they usually die. Like you said, they'd be like, "No, honey, you're fine," and they could be have perfect, like, vitals, and then they die. And I'm right. like, "What the fuck? What the fuck?" I mean, obviously, I got used to it. It's just like one of those eerie, crazy things. Yeah. Um. But. Yes, I mean, I really never got to be in facilities that often other than picking up and dropping off. There were a few. Oh, my God. There was this crazy facility. And this was literally a hospital, by the way. Somewhere in the backwoods of West Virginia. 
not again, oh, I'm not trying to sound offensive in any way. But and you know me, I'm all about holistic stuff. So like I really you know, I, I I'm okay with, you know, people working out of their house and stuff, but no, this this legit hospital was literally an old farmhouse, like from like the eighteen hundreds. And they literally still sterilized their syringes and stuff. Like, they had, like, the actual glass and metal, like, syringes that they literally sterilized still. I was like, the fuck am I walking into right now? I was like, this stuff still exists? <laughs> but... I can't really call it backwoods. It's just out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Like, like yeah. a place that you don't even have cell phone reception. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, was well, like, I have another story. Yeah. Um, this one is titled Near Death Experience. It says, I'm an ER nurse. I had an old lady come in by ambulance near death. She was a DNR, so we weren't going to do much for her. She didn't have any family that we could find. The hospital was so full that we had to keep her in the ER for the night. Again, she was near death, and when you've seen enough people die, there's no mistaking it. She was almost there. Barely responsive, pale, cool. Breaths were really irregular. The heart rate was up and down. We just turned the lights down and kept a quiet eye on her monitor, basically waiting for her to die. About an hour later, we look over. She's standing in the door of her room. She got up, put all her clothes on. We were like, WTF, man. One of the nurses went to check on her. She said she was hungry, not really knowing what to make of things. We got a chair and a bedside table, went to the cafeteria, and got her a tray of food. The lady sat there, ate all of her food, talked with the staff a little. After about an hour, she told her nurse that she was tired and wanted to lay back down. So we helped her into bed. We walked away, and within 30 minutes, she passed. Wow. Not exactly her normal. But in 22 mm, yeah. years, in a busy-ass inner-city ER, it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. She got, I forget what it's called at this moment. Like, there's an actual, like, scientific name for it. Or, like, medical terminological name. What, anyways, you get what I'm trying to say. Um, but people usually, before they die, get, like, this burst of energy. Because it's your body trying to still keep you alive. So it'll literally pump, like, a shit ton of adrenaline at first. And then, I mean, you still die, but that's like a thing that's very common. Yeah, that usually happens. That people usually seem like they're so much better, and then like really the next day that they die or something, or like right. you know, like this story within thirty minutes, like she ended up dying. It's, well, this one is sort of similar. This story yeah. is sort of similar. You go ahead and look it up, yeah. and I'll just read this one. It says real quick. Um, it's sort of similar to the first one I just read. It says, when I was a student, I got called in on a stroke patient. She had coded, and they were doing CPR. They worked for 45 minutes, but she died. They cleaned her up a little and called her family to say goodbye. By the time the family had left, she had both been brain dead and without a pulse for more than 45 minutes. Blood had filled her brain, and she was completely gray and started to smell a little. All of a sudden, she sat up and called out for her family. The nurses rushed the nurses rushed to get the monitors and equipment back on her. They started working on her again. She stabilized, said goodbye to all of her family members, and then died a second time. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. That was uh -oh. Oh, it's really just called the surge before death or the terminal lucidity. Um, it just happens like days, hours, and even minutes before the person passing, which often occurs ab abruptly. This period is increased energy and alertness may give families false hope that their loved one is, will recover. And sad. So, and that happens very often. So... Which is also, I mean, and pets do it too, not just humans. Like, oh, yeah. um, who was it? There was um, one of my friends. Yeah, I know who it is. Uh, one of my friends, her, I think her dog was like 13 or something. I think it was like a boxer mix or 
like a pit bull mix. And um, her dog was like 13 or 14. And, you know, and she already knew that the dog was old and stuff. But anyways, it just started acting weird one day. And so it was like limping and stuff. And so she's like, oh, you know, take it to the vet. I, I forget if the dog was a boy or girl. But um, here in her, and the vet was just like, yeah, you know, it looks like whenever she got out, because like, I guess like she got out of the backyard or something, it seems like she got injured. But they don't know how she got injured because she, she, like, she didn't get hit by a car. Um, it's not that they didn't see it, it's just she has no other injuries, like, lining up with getting hit by a car. There's right. something wrong with her back. So, like, there's... <sighs> Anyways, she had, like, some type of spinal injury. But on top of that, like I said, she was already old and stuff, and they were figuring out some other stuff. Well, anyways, they... After the injury, which didn't... I don't think had anything to really do with the death. I think it just, you know, made things worse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. But anyways, the dog like kept really declining. Like it stopped eating. It stopped using the bathroom. And you know the vet was just like, you know, it's been like a month. Should really consider, you know, letting her go or him go, whatever. You know, so she's not he or she's not suffering anymore. You know, because yeah. like. Their organs are failing at this point. Well, anyways, mm-hmm. and she literally had an appointment, like, the day of, like, the one day, she literally had an appointment uh, to get the dog put down. And that day, the dog was just, like, up running around like it wasn't injured, was eating, ate a bunch of food, took a nice, healthy shit. And she's like, oh, my God, like... You know, she's doing great, or he or she's doing great, and she canceled the vet appointment to get the dog put down, obviously, because it's showing signs of improvement. Right. And literally the next morning, the dog fell over while outside, started panting, and Lily, like, screaming, crying, like, if you know what a dog scream cry sounds like. And, yep, had a heart attack. Oh, my gosh. And died. I was just like, what the fuck? Yeah. I feel like that's the brain's last ditch effort to yeah. get the body to last longer, you know? Yeah. Oh, no, it definitely like is. Urge of chemicals just to get the body moving to see if there's any way they could move past what it's experiencing. Yeah. No, that's like what I was saying. Like, it pumps like adrenaline and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, but. Yeah. All right. It's I have a, another one. It's a, what the bodies do (laughs) yeah this one says uh the man in black i used to work in a skilled nursing facility i was usually assigned to the alzheimer's ward one night i'm in the living room stalking my cart and i heard someone shuffle up behind me i felt a hand start caressing my shoulder i turn around and there's no one in and the door was still shut a lady started complaining to me that a man kept coming into her at night. Again, Alzheimer's floor, not thinking much of it. To reassure her, I told her I would check on her throughout the night. She complained of this man every night for two weeks, and then I asked her to describe me, or describe him to me. He's really handsome and wears a black suit. Mm. Oh, and he's usually standing behind you. <laughs> That freaked me the F out, of course. There was no one behind me. The night after she described him to me, she died. Oh. Well, ma'am, I'm pretty sure they were there for you. (laughs) (laughs) This one's funny. I mean, at least, I mean, apparently he was handsome, so at least, you know. Yeah, well, it just sounds like it was death. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and see, that's, like, the thing is, like, so, of course, you know me. I definitely believe in, like, the supernatural stuff. Um, Like, I definitely... No, I mean, I don't think, like, death as is, like, a grim reaper (laughs) here. Um, I think 
especially like at least if you're a good person, which I think most of us are. Like obviously we all make mistakes and there are some true evil people out there. Definitely. But you know, I think the majority of people are, you know, good. They just, you know, everyone makes mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that's a, a the right way to look at things. I just life's just too short <laughs> for me to really care. Yeah. Um, but anyways, like I feel that like when it's just your time to go, like you know, there's just something's always gonna come by your side, like while you're passing over to make that time. Yeah. Easier for you. Right. So, like, where you could just go over. <laughs> mm-hmm. Apparently, a handsome, strapping young man in a black, black suit. <laughs> I mean, that's. I mean, when you think about it, that's not the worst thing to see while you're dying. <laughs> no, no. All right, this one's a little funny. It says LPN here. I work in a. Oh my God, LPN here. I work in an LTC currently. I have a lot of residents always claim to hallucinate either small dogs or children eating ice cream right before they die. This fili- this It's always facility specific too. At one facility I worked at, I've had about 6 to 7 residents claim to see a little girl eating ice cream and then they die that night. I'm going to find that little shit because she's causing me so much paperwork. Oh my god, that's too funny. <laughs> I'd be looking into that though. Yeah. But I wonder if again, like you know, children are usually like I think like elderly people. <laughs> Hold on. Sorry. My allergies are so um you know, I think elderly people, you know, they just like to see kids, not in a creepy way. It's just, like, it reminds them of, like, their grandchildren and stuff, you know? Or, like, even their kids, when their kids were small, maybe. I don't know, I'm just trying to... It's the, the innocence of it all. Yeah. They're often comforted by children. And me, I'm the opposite. Like, if I see a kid that's not supposed to be there, no, no, no. I know what happens. Oh. I'm an RN, and while I was a student, I was caring for a lady who had end-stage renal failure and had a DNR and was shutting down. Mm. We are having, or we were having a little chat when she stopped and looked over at my shoulder and said, Bill's here, honey. I have to go and swiftly stopped breathing. I was starting to read some of her older notes, and Bill was her deceased husband. Oh. That's so sweet. It is. So, I found, like, one story. It's kind of long, though, I will say that. It's on Reddit. Uh, So I'm just going to read this as fast as I can and hopefully get through without yawning too much. I don't I don't know why I yawn so much when I talk on the podcast. I don't understand why you yawn. I can't talk where shit. Like it's so annoying. Literally any other time I can talk perfectly fine. We start recording and I forget how to say words. (laughs) I just don't understand like. Because uh, I really, I don't really yawn that much any other time other than when I go to record and I'm like, <laughs> okay, every other word, yawn, yawn, yawn. And yeah. you can't say because it's lack of oxygen because, like, you've done most of the talking this <laughs> episode. So it's just like, and I'm still fucking yawning already. Like, okay. <laughs> Anyways. So. This was posted, like, four months ago from Jay... Group B. Um, it says, I'm a nurse in a haunted hospital. We don't tell the patients these stories. So, I work as a nurse in a post-surgical unit in the biggest hospital in my city. Patients come from hundreds of miles away to get their operations here. The surgeons are known to be the best. But what we don't tell patients 
what we're not supposed to tell them is that there are ghosts here. Just like any other hospital, people pass away and their spirits sometimes linger. Or maybe it's just a fragment of them that remains behind, something that science can't explain yet. Um, there have been more than a few events that have raised the hair on the back of my neck, and some have sent me into hysterical screaming fits, but those type of reactions are frowned upon in the hospital, so I try to stay calm. <laughs> so there was that time a few months ago when a patient told me she felt like there were three other people in the ward room with her, and each of and each of the other three beds around her. They were talking back and forth and whispering, she said. Uh, but the weird thing was, she was alone in the four-bedroom. Um, or the four-bed room. So, like, it's one room with, you know, four beds in it. Um, I pulled back the curtains and showed her for myself. Um, all of the other beds were empty, and there were no visitors or staff in the room with her. As if that weren't disturbing enough, a few weeks later, a different patient said the same exact thing when she had been left alone in the same room. She describes it exactly the same way, saying they were whispering back and forth and it was keeping her awake. I felt a chill on my spine when she told me that, but reassured her that the room was empty and she was simply imagining things. People have enough to worry about when they're recovering from surgery. We don't need them fretting about uh, specters and ghosts when they should be worried about psychosis and discharge appointments, lifting uh, lifting restrictions and medication adjustments. Um, so we keep these stories to ourselves. Sometimes nurses, or some nurses said they couldn't sleep in certain storage room during breaks on night shifts since they'd had too many bad experiences there. When I asked them about about it, they said they'd had bad dreams and felt like someone was in the room with them, standing over them while they slept. I didn't believe in those things myself, so I slept in there on the night shift and found out firsthand why nobody else wanted to use it as a nap room during breaks. I had the most realistic waking dream I'd ever had, where I'd woken up in the storage room and felt like someone was in there with me, watching me from the corner of the room. Their dark outline visible in the dim room. Ooh, fuck that. Um, when I turned the, on the, the lights... Oh, shit. When I went to turn on the lights, they didn't work, and the door wouldn't open. Oh, and for some gosh. reason, in my dream, which seemed like reality, I chose to lie back down to go to sleep again, while the thing crept closer and closer, vanishing only to reappear just above me. I felt like my eyes were open the whole time and I was forced to watch paralyzed as it got hovered over top of me for what felt like hours. It was watching me while I slept as I struggled and was unable to move. Uh, you probably were having sleep paralysis. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. Which that in itself is terrifying. Yeah. Especially when it's just in that room, like, if they've never had it before, it's only in there. I mean, I feel like it has something to do with the, the haunting, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or whatever, like. Specifically. Yeah. Okay, so it goes on a little bit more. So, I finally came to my senses and finished my break early, going back to work and trying to forget about the horrible experience, but I refused to sleep in that storage room again. Um, There was another event which haunts me to this day, especially since I'm heading we're in for a night shift right now in just a few minutes. Another nurse told me a story on the night shift last week, and I've been thinking about it a lot ever since. And it's been occupying my mind more and more, especially when I'm alone in the break, in the break room at night. So, we have a staff room where there are two small couches and a TV. Some nurses go in there to sleep during breaks on the night shift, and we try our best not to wake them up. She was sleeping on the couch there one night, and a bright light woke her up. There's an adjoining room with a bathroom and locker, so she figured one of the nurses had gone in there and left the light on. I looked over at the door, and she told me, you know how it was, or I'm sorry, you know how it has that little glass window 
you can see through the other side. Like, yeah, I said, I see it every day. So there's this woman on the other side of the door, and she's looking at me through the glass. I got shivers up my spine when she said this, maybe because it was the night shift, maybe because that was where I was going on my break in an hour to sleep, or at least try to. And she's like, and so I see her there, but she's not really looking at me. She's just kind of staring straight ahead. And the first thing I notice about her is her hair. It was in the very old-fashioned sort of style, not like anything you would see today. It was like it was from the 70s and earlier, maybe. And she was wearing these funky blue pinstripe scrubs and a nurse's cap. You know, nobody wears a cap anymore these days. And those scrubs, they look like the ones, you know, in the lobby, how they have those ones on display from way back when. Yeah, they look just like that. I was nodding along, able to picture all of it as I was with her, as if I was with her. Another w- nurse walked in and heard us. She's like, what are you guys talking about? And she's like, ghost, I replied simply. He scoffed. You guys believe in that stuff? Anyway, so the two of us shared of knowing look, or the two of us shared a knowing look. He hadn't been working on the floor long enough to have seen them himself. And some people just aren't attuned to these things. So the nurse went back to her story. So she's just standing there, staring straight ahead. And I thought it was the IV nurse at first, because sometimes they had come in during the night shift and use the bathroom or whatever. So I yelled at her, hey, turn that light off, will ya? I'm trying to sleep in here. But she just kept staring straight ahead. So I just put a pillow over my head and I tried to sleep some more. Then I woke up later, or when I, uh, then when I woke up later on and the light was still on, so I asked around, nobody came in there during the night. And that room is locked. So it wasn't a patient. And I saw the IV nurse later on, and they were not dressed like that. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure I know who it was, though. And according to the, and according to her, the woman was the ghost of a nurse who had died driving home after a long shift and had fallen asleep at the wheel. Based on the description she'd given us, and an older co-worker had recognized her, she said that was exactly what an old nurse who used to work here looked like. And from that point on, the nurse who told me this story always remember to stay awake behind the wheel on the drive home. So, wow. um, it keeps going. I told you, this is a really long, it, they're so long. Um, so, every time my eyes start to blink, I'm getting tired, man. I think about that old nurse with the curly gray hair standing behind the glass and I'm wide awake again. Better than a freaking cup of coffee, I'll tell you. And something occurred to me as she finished the story. That's really weird. My patient in room 14 told me last night that they saw someone peeking their head in the room and looking at them. And sometimes they would just stand in the doorway and just stare at them while... Or for a while, she said the person had a very old-fashioned haircut and old-fashioned scrubs. She thought it was a ghost or maybe a hallucination. Um, ghosts and hallucinations are commonplace on the post-surgical floor, and sometimes it can be difficult to tell the two apart. Pain medicine-induced post-operative delirium is not unheard of, especially in the elderly. Um... She thought it was the Dilaudid. So, none of that tonight. Just sticking, or just, <laughs> just sticking with Tylenol. Good idea, the other nurse said. And I excused myself. Um, I figured I'd check on my patients, especially the one in room 14. I was somewhat unsurprised to see a woman in blue pinstripe scrubs with a cap looking in, a, in at them from the doorway. Despite my terror, I began to walk on shaky legs down the hall. To- oh my god, wait, hold on. So she also saw this nurse. Because it says, I was somewhat unsurprised to see a woman in blue pinstripe scrubs with a cap 
looking in at them from the doorway. Despite my terror, I began to walk on shaky legs down the hall towards her. She turned to look at me and went away from the patient's room, going down the side hall at the end of the unit. I ran to catch up with her, needing to see for myself who she was. When I got to the end of the hall, I looked to the left. She was gone. But it had only been a few seconds. I ran down the short length of hallway to the next corridor. This other one was much, much longer. She could not have disappeared so quickly unless she went into a patient's room. But again, she was gone. My heart hammering in my chest. I refused to believe it was a ghost. Such things didn't exist. They just couldn't. Room 9 was the only one that she could have went into in such a hurry. I went into and found the patients were wide awake despite the late hour of the night. It was 3 a.m. and everyone should have been sleeping. It's freezing in here. Can you get me a warm blanket? The patient um, asked the patient by the door. Um, I told her I would and she nearly screamed. In fr- oh my god. And she never, she nearly screamed in fright. Oh my goodness, the old lady, or the old woman said, I didn't see you there. And so the nurse asked, she's like, so who were you talking to, I asked. The other nurse, the one that, who just came in, where did she go? (laughs) Uh, I felt a presence behind me and looked to see the shape of something moving. And then it was gone like a wisp smoke on a windy day. Not wanting to tell the woman it had been a ghost, I just made up an excuse and told the woman I'd get her a warm blanket. Nothing seemed to help, though. None of the patients in the room slept very well that night, if at all. They kept saying they felt like they were some, or it felt like they were, it felt, okay, they kept saying they felt like there was something laying in bed right next to them. Come to think of it, it's the same room where patients kept imagining other people were in the room with them, except this time it was really full. Um, I haven't seen the ghost nurse since that night, and I'm hoping I never do again. It's terrifying to say the least, since I don't really understand why she's here, and you never know exactly when she's going to show up. I'm heading into work for another night shift. Wish me luck. I'm going to need it. Okay, that's it. That's wild. Yeah. The fact that she's willingly staying there and working, like, kudos to you, because I'd be out. That a little sleep paralysis thing would have proved that I don't need to be there as much as I thought I did. I have one. Says, uh, never anything paranormal, but I had an older patient who kept every piece of paper from the hospital stay. His heart was in bad shape, so I was desperately looking for anything to help our cardiologist out. I finally found his records from when he had heart surgery. It was in Paris, California in 1980. I was just reading a book about nurses who became serial killers, and I, sure enough, When I looked through his records, the name Robert Diaz appeared. I was the nurse for a man whose former nurse was a serial killer. Oh. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? That's like that um, one. um, I think it's on. Yeah, it's on Netflix. It's called The Nurse. But it's about a nurse that's in New Jersey. And the thing is, is, like, he was well-liked because he was very charismatic and he was knowledgeable, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. You know, he'd always pick up shifts when people needed off, all this stuff. Um, but now he's, like, I think, I have to watch the movie again, but I think he killed, like, 400 people on, oh my gosh. I think it was an overdose on insulin, I believe. Hold on. Yeah, I think we watched the same yeah, thing. Yeah, I think it's... Or at least I didn't watch that version. I watched uh, The Good Nurse. Just I think that's... Because it was... Yeah. Because it was uh, 
not from his point of view, but from his best yes, friend's yes, point of exactly. view. Yes, yes, exactly. That's the one I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Charlie Cullen. Putting, um, That's it. Charlie Cullen. Yeah. He was putting insulin in their yeah. saline bags. Like, it is a true story. Like, it's not. Yeah. It's so messed up. Yeah. Um... And they were people who were healthy and were going to yeah. make it. Let me see here. I for, it, like on so he he confessed to committing as many as forty murders, at least twenty nine of which have been confirmed. And then, but it's upwards of a hundred, like a few hundreds that he's actually killed. So, yeah, that's just like fucking crazy. And here, I mm-hmm. guess it was more so. Well, if. By the going by the movie, it was because he was mad at his mom for getting sick, and I'm like, I don't know why you go into nursing. Uh, yeah, I don't either. The thing is, just like it's just so crazy because he seemed like a good nurse. I mean, that's why yeah. the the title is the good nurse. But well, I mean, I think it's more so for her turning him in. Yeah, it was about her working with the yeah. police to get him arrested. Because still- at the end of the movie, it was like, um, I can't remember what the person's name is, but it's like, uh, so-and-so still works at... She afforded her surgery. She got her insurance, uh, insurance had her surgery. She is still a nurse to this day. Or no. The ending was like... Um, she is still a good nurse. Yeah. Like that. It's pretty interesting yeah. watch. I recommend that one. It was just so crazy because, but I mean, he was like, he portrayed himself to be a good nurse. So, you know what I mean? Like very helpful. His patients liked him. Everybody trusted yeah, him. Yeah. Like, cause he seemed like someone that you could trust. What was really wild about it is the fact that none of the hospitals wanted to be straightforward with oh, the no. doctors. Or with, not the doctors, yeah. with the police. How they all kept, like, making yep. excuses and hiding stuff. And, like, it literally took a nurse going They're behind back. the hospital administrator's backs to catch a Yeah, because it wasn't killer. even the other nursing staff or the doctors. Because there was other people from the other hospitals that wanted to come forward. And they weren't allowed because they yeah. signed papers. They were afraid they would lose because their jobs administration they because they just didn't want that backlash. Like, so you're just going to let them keep killing patients? The thing and it's even crazier is that they right. would give them a fucking review. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Like, and the day that he was caught, he was actually headed to job a interview. hospital in Pennsylvania. Oh no, like it wasn't a job interview. Oh. He was accepted and he was going to work at a hospital in Pennsylvania. It was like 20 minutes away Please. from, I think, where you guys live. Wow. So they had to nab him right then and there. That's insane. It's crazy. Yeah. All right. This one's from Joe. It says, a haunted bed. Nurse here, I worked the night shift when a ward's patient's relative came in, running to the nurse's station in panic. Nurse, come quick, she cried. What happened? You have to see it for yourself. I ran into the ward where this little old lady was crying and holding onto her bed for life. Bed was violently shaking. Now, you're probably just thinking that the old lady was one causing all the shaking, but she wasn't. She was frail and practically emaciated. She couldn't have lifted a cup, let alone bed frails. The ward only had two other patients in it and their respective watchers. All of them were huddled in the corner, shaking and crying. Apparently, that particular ward was seldom used, and the bed that the old lady had occupied. People who have laid in it kind of nightmares where they hear laughter of angry children and I guess some respite 
restless spirit called dibs on that particular bed. Ooh. That's crazy. It's wild when you get yeah. into it. I don't know. Well, I think that's about all. Yeah. Well, guys, mm -hmm. uh, until next time. Yes. Uh, which we should record next week. If not, you'll definitely catch us the week after. Um, I don't see yeah. why we can't record next week, but some, you know, life sometimes does happen. Who knows what happens? Yeah. So. But uh, remember that you are loved and you are Stay safe out there. And we will catch you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.